You know, sometimes you make life happen, and sometimes life happens to you. Life happened to me suddenly and unexpectedly one Friday afternoon, 21 years ago, when my doctor told me I was HIV positive. And 21 years ago, before the amazing advances in the treatment of HIV that have been made since, it didn't so much feel like life had happened to me as life had dropped on top of me from a great height, or life had driven a freight train right over me. And for a time, I felt battered and bruised by life, you know, cruelly singled out and abused by life. And when I could muster up the energy for it, I was pissed off with life and its petty, unfair cruelties. But anger can be exhausting, and I'm much too lazy for that. Um, so over time, I resigned myself to my new three-lettered life partner. And over the years, as treatments improved and we got to know each other, we found a way to rub along together quite comfortably. But though I was now resigned to it, I didn't really see anything positive in being positive. You know, like being gay, for example, it was just something about me, something I'd had to deal with, work out, assimilate. But once I had, it simply was, neither pro nor con, not positive nor negative, inert. But that turned out to be not quite true either. I have been privileged to do some small work with Irish Aid, and part of that has involved visiting HIV projects supported by Irish Aid in countries with very few resources. Not long ago, I visited an HIV clinic for mothers and babies in Mozambique, on the outskirts of the capital city, Maputo. Conditions were basic. A few small, simple brick buildings, not much more than sheds, really, clustered loosely around a large, dusty, unpaved central yard. And every inch was filled with mothers and babies. Hundreds of them. A line of mothers shading their babies from the sun stretched from each small building and snaked out into the yard on sun-bleached benches and simple wooden stools till the stools ran out and they stood or squatted. There was chatting and cooing over babies, but it was quieter than you'd imagine. They had been here since early in the morning, many had traveled long distances to get here, and they were stoically resigned to long hours queuing. And the funny thing is, I didn't need to ask them what they were queuing for, because I recognized each line immediately. Of course I did. <laughs> I spent many hours in the very same queues. This line is to see a doctor, this one is for bloods, this one is to get weighed and your blood pressure, so this one must be for vaccinations, because this one is for your meds. At first glance, this sun-baked clinic looked nothing like the clinic that I go to here in Dublin, St. James's, with its tiles and lino and sliding hatches. And yet, this one was also completely familiar, instantly recognizable. The same medications, the same instruments, the same questions, the same leaflets about viral loads and T-cells and flu vaccinations, the same vocabulary, the same glossary of medical terms and drug companies, and the same pathologically cheerful posters about liver function and bone density, and cue this way, and please remember your hospital number. There was a young woman sitting on the ground beside me, with a bright-eyed baby in her lap, and as she glanced up and caught my eye, I couldn't have even guessed what her life was like, because well, I had no frame of reference to hang my guesses on, and presumably she had no frame of reference for my life. But I did know this. I sat down beside her and said hello, and we had lots to talk about. More recently, I was in Vietnam with Irish Aid, and one day, in all my drag regalia, I stood on a stage in a park in Hanoi, telling a large crowd about Ireland. It was Hanoi Pride, and earlier that day, I had traveled through the chaotic city in the middle of a noisy and colorful parade of bicycles and tuk-tuks. And as I stood there in the heat telling my story, telling Ireland's story of hope and change to these 
brave, mostly young people in a park on the other side of the world, I smiled to myself. I smiled to myself because who would have thought 21 years ago that this big cartoon, this panty, this product of all the times life had dropped on top of me, would one day enable me to be the change that I wanted to see in the world. 